Hello, everyone. So, of course, I totally forgot to record an intro with my brother. We kind of just went right into it. Um, but yeah, welcome back. I'm really, really excited for you guys to hear this episode. Um, my brother was really nervous, so there was a few things we had to like redo. And I was like, bro, you're giving me customer service voice right now. I need you just to chill. But this episode is really, really special to me. Um, as if you've been following me on my personal accounts or even on the, uh, the Social Bee Podcast Instagram, then you know I have not seen my brother in four years. So uh, being able to reunite in Colombia was really, really special. But with that, I'll just go ahead and shut up and hear you guys, let you guys hear the episode. Again, um, follow me on Instagram at the Social Bee Podcast and feel free to give me a personal one a follow too. All right, are you ready? Let's go. All right. So, hello, everybody. Um, we are, I'm here with my brother. Say hello, brother. Hello. Brother, what's your name? <laughs> my name is Joe. Joe, Joe, Josie, Jojo. Jose, as I like to call him, emphasis on the ho part. Cheers. He just poured us some, what is this called again? This is Aguardiente. This is, um, well, actually, we got this today specially um, from one of the most tourist places here in Bogota. Um, It's called Montserrat. It has uh, one of the most famous churches here in Bogota. But this is uh, in this is a like a homemade type of drink, so it has a bunch of uh, herbs. herbs, and I think it has coca leaves. For those who you don't know what coca leaves are, that's the base of cocaine. But it's that bad, really. I mean, it's supposed to have. It's, it's not bad. I promise, it's legal. It's supposed to have curative powers. That's what the guy way. told us. He's like, it's good, good for your muscles and your bones, and I was like, it tastes good. Let me just take it. <laughs> What did he say to put in in it? Um, once you once you finish the bottle, you can put rum or vodka in it, so the leaves can go ahead and do its thing. mix again. It's pretty good. It's pretty sweet. So this is what we're gonna be sipping on as we are talking today. Okay, so brother, I think I'm gonna start off with kind of telling people um, how we grew up. I don't know. Do we have any funny stories? We have a lot. Yeah, one shot. Where do you want to start? Okay, actually, I, I want to start. I just want to say that my brother used to use me as a freaking, like, ragdoll when he used to watch WWE, and he would do the choke slam on me. Ah, yeah, those are good days. Fun days, fun days. Yeah, well, uh, that was what? I want to say early 2000s. Beginning of 2000s, I want to say. I was really into WWF at that moment. And... We have one of our other cousins, his name is Kelvin. Shout out to Kelvin, because he's another one of my ragdolls. Um, <laughs> We're only a month apart. <laughs> oh, wait, and Anthony, too. Shout out to Anthony. But so, yeah, so, yeah, they were my ragdolls. And I used to choke slam them from my from my top bunk bed onto the main bed, <laughs> which was fun, because she, she was short, little, didn't wait anything, so she would bounce off the bed and onto the walls <laughs> or the windows. It was really funny. So, it's, I mean, <laughs> we should start there. That was fun. That was a good start. And then we can also tell people how we weren't rich. No. We were not rich, but we grew up in a mansion. That's true. I mean, uh, I want to say, I mean, it was tough, man. I mean, we didn't grow up in middle class or top class. I mean, we grew up in between bottom and middle class. But we lived in South Central at that time. Um, I want to say I was seven, I want nine, maybe? No, 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 no. I want to say maybe I was like around 12 when we moved to Beverly Hills. Mm-mm. I was less No, you were like eight, eight or nine. Oh, yeah, I want to say, okay, so I want to say like I was like around nine when we moved to Beverly Hills. Because mom said I was still in diapers. Yeah, she was in diapers. All right, so yeah, so I want to say we moved to Beverly Hills when we was nine. And that changed the whole thing. I mean, that changed the whole game, how you see life and how you how you live, you know, because, I mean, we weren't used to, you know, having a bunch of things. And then I don't know where we go live in this mansion and 
you know, mom's bosses used to give us a bunch of things. Yeah, like, you, you need to tell them why we lived there, though. Okay, so my mom, she was a caregiver, and she used to take care of an older lady. Um, so we got to a point where, you know, I was misbehaving because we lived in South Central, and I was going to a ghetto school, <laughs> and, um, you know, I was getting into a lot of trouble. So we got to a point where mom needed to be there more often because she used to live in at this house in, in Beverly Hills. So she used to only be with us during the weekend. And it was tough, man. It was tough not having mom around, you know, and living with my stepdad. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad, but it wasn't fun, you know. He, he was very strict. So um yeah, I got to a point where mom told her bosses that, you know, she needed to go back to take care of me and my, my sister. So bosses were like, Oh, school's a problem? I'll just bring them over. So that's how we ended up moving over to Burdales. Like the 90210. Mm-hmm. Like the real 902-1 now. I know. When people always ask me, like, oh, like, where'd you go to elementary school? I was like, um, Beverly Hills. <laughs> and they'd look at me like, what? And I was like, I swear we weren't rich. It just, and then I have to explain the whole story all over again. And then they're like, oh. But yeah, that that was a privilege, low-key. Beverly Hills was fun, though. Like, we grew up learning how to swim in a mansion. And they, the, my mom's bosses were so cool. Like, they literally treated us like one of our own. And you know what? This is actually kind of funny. I wanted to bring this up. They were Jewish. They were Jewish. They we were, used to celebrate they, And we used to celebrate all the Jewish holidays with them. And because, so my mom used to take care of the, the grandma. And between the daughter and the grandkids, they were the ones paying my mom. But because the grandkids were already what in like their thirties, mid thirties, they were in their mid thirties when Jose and I went to go live there. They had no kids at all yet, so they seen these two kids and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna spoil the fuck out of them," and yes, that sure they did. did. Like again, we were poor, but we always had like the latest CD player, all the CDs, brand new gear from Nike, brand new gear from Adidas. Yeah, we used to eat Gushers, which at the t- I mean, it doesn't sound like a like a big deal, like oh, just Gushers and fruit roll ups. But when you were grow poor, like you <laughs> what's a fruit gusher? I know <laughs> what's a fruit roll up exactly. Oh, you used to have like, paletas and yeah, chetos. exactly. And then we grew up with these rich kids. Who thought that we were rich yeah literally we used to well, get invited know, to all the rich parties well those you, were fun you actually i was gonna say just you but i remember i used to go to some too like all the parties that i got invited to they were all like princess themed and stuff tea parties and then you got to go to all these bar, bar mitzvahs huh oh, i went to so many bar mitzvahs <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> Got to a point where I started wearing my little keepers too. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> I'm dead. No, but you know, people but, will look at me. You know, you know what? Like, yeah. Most people think that Beverly Hills is full of like rich white people, but it's not. No, it's, it's rich Asian people and rich um, Armenians. Armenians and what's the other Shout one? Shout out to my Armenians. No, what's the other one? Babies. No, nosotros. Uh, Armenians. No, the ones that they used to think that I was. Remember my little friend Nicole? Oh my god. Mm. Pakistan. Oh, from Pakistan. From Pakistan, yeah. But I mean, the but main... they were we were brown like them, so they thought that we were from Pakistan too. Yeah. Until we started speaking Spanish, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Oh, but then all the girls, all the girls loved Jose because he spoke Spanish and he wasn't. Any I was a hot stuff. Because <laughs> the thing was, I mean, there there weren't many Hispanic boys in this. It was just me and my homeboy Brian. And yeah, how did how did Brian end up there? To be honest. Because Brian's mom used to clean houses in that area, so she just put him in that school. She put him in the school because she was How? there. Because she she was there pretty much all day, every day, Monday to Friday. So she used one of the the well, she asked, and they allowed her to use the oh, the address because of the zip code. Mm-hmm. So he was allowed to go there. Yeah, because for those who don't know, Beverly Hills is a very very small redlining. Like mm. if you're not within. If you're even a street over, yeah, you have to be within five miles. Mm-hmm. Well, it used to be five miles of the school uh, radius mm-hmm. of the school zip code. I mean, you're just a tiny street or a number just changed your yeah. whole school. But of course, the only fucking Latino boys would find each other. Of course, and you know, you know, what the funny story is, <laughs> you know how we find each other, fighting. I'm 
who was the toughest who was the toughest hispanic boy in school but of course fucking brian he knew karate he was fucking super ghetto (laughs) he was so he whooped my ass the first time we fought (laughs) this is how this is how it started we we used to play football together like all the time and um i made this like interception right and he caught up to me and i shook him off he got so pissed off and i told i kind of said something in spanish and I thought he was, I actually thought he was Armenian. So I grabbed off. You thought him. Brian was Armenian? Yeah, he, he, wow. I don't know. Man. He didn't look that Mexican at that moment. He's so Mexican? His family, his background is Mexican. I thought so, he was, whoa. I always I, thought Brian so was Armenian. I blabbed off in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And he comes back, he just punches me in the face. I'm like, what? So I got up and somehow, some way, he kind of like, grabbed me from my throat and with his elbow and did, like this weird move on me You're like, and i landed on my back and i and he took out my air and i couldn't breathe so he got scared he was like he's like come here come here come come here so he started patting me and everything and ever since then we became friends and we were like we were like glue man like me and literally you guys were butt buddies we were we were the best friends he was my really good friend actually i know i know I remember um, when, when, because you and Brian were in like what sixth and seventh grade when I started going there because I was in first grade. What was the school called? Fuck, um, it was just around the Hawthorne Elementary. Hawthorne, Hawthorne Elementary. Yes. So that school was a what? Wasn't it a, like a K through twelve or K, no, K, K, K K K K eight? K eight. So when I started going to first grade, you and Brian were in seventh. Six. We're already in six. No. Oh, no, we were in seventh. No, no, yeah, we were in seventh. No, no, no. Weren't you in eighth? Because then that one fucking seventh grader started bullying me. You remember? No, we were we were still in seventh because it. Yeah, I remember. Oh, because you Okay, okay. Anyway, but anyway, because they were the only like his Latino boys in the school. We were they, trouble. They were trouble, but they would get all the girls. And then I was the little sister, so Jose at the ice cream. My mom, my mom would give him money to like, you know, to get us something after school. And all the girls would be like, oh, my God, is this your sister? Let me buy you something. Yeah, so they would buy me shit, too. But then when I didn't like them, that wasn't in their favor ever. That wasn't ever in your favor, huh, brother? When I didn't like any of your girlfriends. I should do what I wanted, though. (laughs) It wasn't in my favor. I want to tell them, you remember when you dated Elisa? Eliza, what the fuck her name is? Ah, uh, yeah, in, uh, in high school. In high school, she was Mexican. Dude, I hate. I mean, not. I didn't hate her because of that. I just did not like her. She was super weird. She was very. She's probably one of my weirdest ones. She was just very out. She, you know what? No que me gustó is that she just very was like very uneducated. Like uh, she wasn't polite, and I just did not like that. So I remember this one time you brought her to the house. And I remember you were so pissed at me. You were like, I sat on your lap and I was like, what about so-and-so? And And I asked about your ex-girlfriend. She cock blocked completely the whole thing. (laughs) I threw her off. You were so mad. She was so hung on me. Like, we didn't even do anything. But I saved you. Yeah, I think you did. I think you you did me a favor. But anyways, anyhow. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, growing up in Beverly Hills, it was totally different then. What are some stories that me and mom don't know about Beverly Hills? Wow, I can't, I can't <laughs> say that. <laughs> you're, you're old as fuck now. It's like 20 years now. I tried weed in Beverly Hills in elementary school. I'm dead. It was so funny because um, I told one of my friends, his name was Robert, and they lived next door to... Oh, what are these guys called? So famous. Um, it's that rock star that used to bite vampires and shit. Um, Marilyn. No, it's not Marilyn Manson. Oz. It's the other one. They had a show in Beverly Hills. Uh, Ozzy? The Osbournes. So we live that they live right next to the Osbournes, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember it so well because the Osbournes were throwing a party and Robert was throwing a party. And we ended up getting over to the Osborne's party. Did you the, meet the fucking Osborne's? Yeah, we met Ozzy there. Oh. Did you meet JLo once too? I met JLo once, so she was fat as a <laughs> How old were you? Like 13? Mm. I was 13. We were skateboarding. That's one of my faces. We were skateboarding at the Beverly Center <laughs> with my friend TK from Columbia. And um, yeah, JLo just shows up out of nowhere. What right? was she doing there? I guess she was shopping. 
she was shopping and they had parked on the outside of the Beverly Center because she didn't want to draw too much attention. And I saw her, I'm like, Jayla, let me get an autograph. And I didn't have anything to get an autograph on, like nothing, literally nothing. So my friend TK, remember he had a, like a parking ticket that he found some, somehow, he found it. So I had a parking ticket from the Beverly Center and she signed it. That's all she, she was did. she nice or was she kind of nah, like... she was fucking humble as fuck. At the time. I've, that time. I've, he- I've heard... That was before... That was at the time that Selena came out. Oh, so she was barely mm-hmm. kind of coming out because... I feel like Selena was her turning point. Yeah, she wasn't even married yet. Oh, yeah. She, she's she, been married. She's been around. <laughs> so the party, right? So we go to the Osborns uh, next door, right? And... I don't know why we just went. We, got, we we went and we brought. They gave us booze, right? And they gave us this little bag, and we went back to the part of where we were, right? And then one of my friends is like, "Hey, come here." He's like, "Let's go to the bathroom." I was like, "The fuck?" I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "Just come." I'm like, "All right." And they pull out this huge joint, man. I'm like, "Wow." He's like, "You smoke weed, right?" I was like, "Of course, man." So. <laughs> Yeah, they, they gave me they gave me weed. I didn't know how to smoke it. And then they left. And they left me in the bathroom alone with this huge ass joint. I didn't know what to do with it. And then I was like, man, I was like, all right. So I lit it. I guess I could, could took a couple puffs out of it and then threw it in the toilet. And then my friend's dad knocked on the door. And since he thought I was in the bathroom, he just walked away. So I just took off running, right? And I went back to the party. And he comes back, he's like, hey, hey, he's like, shut this down, shut this down. He's like, who was smoking weed in the bathroom? I was like, oh, shit. And he shut the party down. You were 13? I was like 12. I was like 11, 12. Same bit of Wednesday, dude. I could not. I remember when I was like 14 and I got offered weed, I couldn't. I couldn't. I was so scared. I was scared mom was going to kick my ass out Dude, there. that's why. Dude, I mean, like, I'm... For those who know our mom, like, she's really nice. She always has had love for our friends. But she but, put the whooping. But she's like, no. She can put the whooping. She, <laughs> <laughs> she can put the bag. She's like, like if, if there was like a like a chancla throwing Olympics, like, she, she would have like gold medals. Bitch. Like a bunch of gold medals. <laughs> Chancla throw. Not even the her, chancla the boomerang. Fucking, the fucking look she gives, dude, from afar. Oh, dude, that's that's like, the worst. I feel like, is that it? I think we might need to get more booze. Bro. For reals. We can go, what's his name? Don Heidel? Yeah, he'll get some room and just. Okay, but yeah, so mom, yeah, mom's a, she's a champion at throwing chanclas. Mostly. And other things. And other things. <laughs> Anything in her family. I got a couple honest. things that she threw at me. But we won't say that because it says that's, pro, that's promoting child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> It's borderline. I don't, I don't want to get mommy trouble right it's now. Borderline abuse. Borderline there. Pues sí. ¿Qué más cuentas? So, all right then. So my whole days, right, man, my whole days have been fucking crazy, crazy, crazy. Where I've had, you know, cool girls, but then I've had Toxic guys. Fucked up situations, bro. Some crazy ass toxic oh, girls. Man. All right, so let me talk to you guys about this one time. <laughs> right, this, we were, I mean, we were in Guatemala. We were barely getting out of uh, out of the whole COVID situation, but there was still restriction, right? So I, I contacted one of my friends, and he had a uh, one of his aunts had a beach house with a pool and everything. So I was like, all right, cool. Let me rent it for ten days. So I rented the house for like 10 days with a couple of my, my my other buddies. So we took off, right, to the beach, bought beer and a bunch of stuff there. But of course, it was like a thick party. So, you know, we get to the house, we get there pretty pretty early. So I get a couple of friends bringing some food and things to make over the days. But then we're like, we're looking around, we're like, dude, you know, this is... so two more friends come, right? The, the guys that brought us the food and stuff, and they stay drinking with us. But now we're looking at each other like, fuck, this is a dick party. This is like a sausage party. Like, what the fuck, right? So the next day early in the morning, we, you know, we get back to work and everything. Uh, and of course, my hoe has been a hoe. Mm-hmm. I start going on Tinder, you know, all these fucking dating sites and shit. Trying to, girl, trying to get some girls to come through, right? So I get in contact. Wait, okay, what's your riz process? What do you tell girls? 
Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's different. I mean, from a risk process, I mean, it depends. I mean, if we're like face to face, you know, I got to start with something cute, you know, like something interesting, like, oh, like, hey, like, let's see, I see you at the shopping center. Or like, like give, it, give an example. Let's see, I see you at the, uh, at the food court, you know, and I think you're cute and I see you eating whatever you're eating. Then I'll ask them, like, hey, is that any good? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, I'll be like, oh, I mean, like, do you recommend anything? Like, well, what can I do? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, right, cool. If they're alone, you know, then I'll go buy whatever they, whatever they bought or whatever restaurant they use. And then I'll come back and be like, all right, cool. Since you got me into, you know, thinking that, you know, this is good. Can I stay here and eat with you? And, you know, well, I'll give you my my point of view. And most of them be like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, you know, I'll just start you know, asking random questions. You know, the main thing is, I don't, I don't, my risk game is not about me, it's about them, mm-hmm. you know? I always ask the most stupid questions, like, what's your favorite color? Like, hey, you see, like, like, the most corny ass shit, you know? Like, things like that, <laughs> girls, like, like, you know? Like, all right, cool, like, oh, like, I see you, like, you know, wearing Nike. Do you always wear Nikes? Like, no, you know, like, this is, like, my first pair. Like, oh, no. Get into shoes, you know, but I'll never go off topic about me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my risk. You know, like, I, it's always about them. Yeah, you kind of get them to be comfortable with you. Of course. And like, then that this is my friend, or not friend, but like, uh, almost like an acquaintance, kind of. Like, kind of. That's like my first day. My next day will be like, hey, how you doing? Good morning. Now it was nice meeting you. And then I'll just leave it up. I'll leave you wondering for a couple hours or maybe oh a day or so. Oh my God, you're that guy. Yeah. So then eventually they'll be like, hey, what are you doing? I'll be like, oh, no, nothing. No, I'm just thinking about you. Like, do you want to go have a drink? As soon as they say, yeah, it's game over. I mean, as soon as we get to the drinking, you know, we get to the dancing. That's another part of my riz. I mean, if you don't know how to dance, you're fucked. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Actually, I have, a, I have a follow-up question before you get into any further. How do you, because de- I'm sure you've gotten rejected. Right? Of course. So how do you how do you deal with rejection from someone that's a help? Damn, you know, that's hard because sometimes I'm just like, all right, cool, whatever. You know, I'll just play it off like it didn't hurt, but I'll still try to be like a friend. Mm-hmm. You know? So I'll also also try to be there, you know, trying to rebound something. And eventually someone has to come back through, you know, like, hey, what are you doing today? Oh, you know, drinking with some girlfriends, chilling, like you want to hang out? What do you want to do? Like, oh, no, I'm just, we ain't just broke up. I'm kind of sad. Like, come through. Come chill with us. And then they'll show up and they'll be like, my girl just left. You know, my, my homegirl just took off around because they had something going on. But we can chill. And as soon as we get back to the chilling again, back to being comfortable, back about being all about them, being that, you know, that, that shoulder buddy. Okay, but what about when they don't ever follow up? Has there any, has there ever been anybody that has rejected you that you're really like fuck like not that it hurt but you're like fuck that sucks one that was one but she was really pretty though she was really pretty she was like tan tan super tan she had a lot of money so i mean she didn't need a a, a man you know she handled herself very good so i mean i tried to hit on her very hard i mean like hard 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 you know it was all about her first we were like cool friends you know like we, we like i got her comfortable we were friends we will go out to eat here and there, but I never really, you know, I was trying to find a gap mm-hmm. and I never found that gap. Mm-hmm. So one day, you know, we, I was like, hey, let's go out to drink. And she was like, okay. She was like, but just, I just want to tell you that, you know, just as friends, like nothing's going to happen. I was like, wow. I was like, man, I like, fuck her. <laughs> so we never went out. So I was like, all right. So she put it out there. But I mean, at the end of the day, I didn't know for real if something would have happened or not. Like, you know, Mm-hmm. But yet again, I mean, she kind of put it out there. She put her, she put her barrier. So I was just like, whatever, man. I just, I'm done. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna insist. But it, I mean, it, it, it kind of hurt my ego. But I was like, whatever, man. Then a couple of years later, you know, she had a baby. Her man left her. So she was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, I'm taking bitch. <laughs> And that's it, you know, I never talked to her, but she was still fine as hell. But, I mean, she she, she kind of hurt my ego, so I was like. But she came back. She came back, though. I mean, I, I just didn't want, I, I didn't want anything to do with her. You hurt her ego. I hurt her ego after, <laughs> but I mean, she had hurt mine already. Yeah. But, yeah, so, 
back to my story, right? Being a hoe. So that next day in the morning, all, all I did, I didn't even work that day, man. All, I, I, all I, I did. I was going to say, I love how you own up to it. I know. <laughs> so, I mean, just, um, so that day I didn't even worry and do anything but just trying to get girls, you know? So my homeboy's like, hey, here's this contact if you want to hook up with some girls, you know, the, the kind of hoes. You know, I was like, I'm like, what kind of hoes? Like, you know, like regular hoes? Yeah, we can, you know, just buy drinks and we chilling and and see what happens or do i gotta pay these hoes it was like um yeah. it was like now nah. he's like uh you know, they're just regular hoes just chill and they want to drink and you know have everything for real all right cool 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 so we go pick them up like an hour away dude three mm-hmm. girls right mm-hmm. bring them back to the house you know chilling at the pool you know I, I had the bread you know I, like i had money there you know they, they could see that you know we were like hanging out and shit and we had to drink. We had everything going on, right? Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, dude. Like, one of these girls just got ended up getting fucked up. And one of my homeboys wanted us, man. So he, tried, he started hitting on her hard. And she was like, yeah, but you got to pay me. Oh, and my homeboy's like, hey, can I have some money? I was like, for what? Oh, she's trying to smash, but she wants to get paid. I'm like, what? I'm like, bro, I'm like, they bring these girls here to get paid, you know, like, these ain't prostitutes. I'm like, we're supposed to just chill, you know? And these girls, they did a whole bitch fit because for some reason, somewhere in that whole hookup line place, whatever timeline, these girls thought that they were getting paid. And I wasn't trying to pay anybody, you know? I was just trying to have fun. So... Since there was still some restrictions for COVID, you know, we couldn't be out after a certain time. So I, I was trying to kick them out, but at, at the place where we were, there was no Ubers. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't, you know, just put them out on the street. But if I kept them, I had to pay them. Mm-hmm. So it got it got pretty weird. Um, you know, the girls ended up going to one room, all three of them by themselves to sleep. And we were in another room, just in another three beds, like, what the fuck just happened? You know, like, <laughs> fuck, dude. So finally, you know, I, I get to talking to the girls. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, we're going to pay you guys. I'm like, all right, how much you guys want? They were like 100 bucks each. And in, our, in one of them, it's a lot of money. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not trying to pay you guys $100 each for the night. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they settled for less and everything. But I don't know. I really don't know what happened with these girls. I don't know if they ate some edibles or they were doing something else before we picked them up, but they just started tripping, dude. They didn't want to do nothing. They they just wanted to get paid and bounce. And I'm like, dude, you guys can't live until seven or eight in the morning. And we're like, all right, man. So eventually time came around and I have forgotten that my friend and his family were going to show up. Right, so one of these girls was like, All right, cool. I'm like, she's like, All right, I'll smash it. All right, cool. And then I hear the doors open dude, from the big house because it was a huge house, right? And the doors to the the gate, the big gate open. And I was like, Who the hell is coming in? Then I was like, I'm like, Oh, shit. my friend and his family, like, my friend, his mom, his wife, four kids sister-in-law brother-in-law the they're fuck? all coming to chill at the house for for that day and chill at the beach and i had these holes there right so they're just looking at me like this motherfucker, right i'm like fuck but the worst thing is that one of those girls she had an interesting look she had like the harley queen hair she had like blue and red mm-hmm. she had like that tattoos yeah, on, yeah. on her cheek on her cheekbone she was tatted up the ass. She was the fun one, though. She was tatted all over the place. But she looked like a marera. Mm-hmm. But those who know, don't know what a marera is. That's like a, a Central American gangster, gang, gang banger girls. The worst. Right? The worst. They're the worst, man. <laughs> she looked very trashy. Just in, She looked like a trailer park girl. Mm-hmm. So my friends are all looking at me like, for reals? Mm-hmm. Like, really? You, you have these type of girls here? And I was like, Fuck. <laughs> I'm like shit, and my homeboy's like, dude, you didn't have any more money. I was like, yeah, I have more money. He's like, you could have called me if you needed more money to get better looking girls. I was like, Fuck. I'm dead. He embarrassed you even more. It embarrassed me even more in front of everybody, man. 
and all we just wanted to do was just party. We couldn't get girls there. It was it was just crazy. It was the just pandemic, yeah. Pandemic, you know, nobody wanted to go out. Everybody was wearing a mask and shit. But I want to say that was one of my one of my worst like experiences. Like, what that was like my worst holiday. Man. I feel like the worst holiday in life for real. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, what did I do wrong? I was like, where in in my whole moments did I go wrong? Like, where did I take a fucking U turn? How did I end up here? How the fuck did I? How the fuck did I end up from going from Beverly Hills to getting a to getting a, a South Central hooker? Like, what the fuck? If so. A fucking twenty dollar hooker and shit. Like, what the fuck, man? So how'd you get them out? You just kicked them out. Just kicked them out. Did I tell me here's your money? Get the fuck out. <laughs> it was bad, man. It was bad. That was that was like very bad. So my friend made me feel very insecure mm-hmm. about things. Uh-huh. You know, I was like, I was like, am I losing risk? Like, I got no game. I was like, man, I, I had like. Three four thousand dollars in my pocket, which in my country in Guatemala mm-hmm. was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Wait, you're talking about dollars or quetzales?" I was, I had like four thousand dollars okay. in quetzales, you know, which okay. is like like twenty eight thousand quetzales, which uh-huh. is a shitload of money. Yeah, you know. Um, so I was like, "What the fuck?" You know, like I got money, I got a badass car, you know, I was like I have a whole house, like what else i'm like and i couldn't like i was like fuck man and then my homeboy comes he makes me feel worse and like more insecure about shit and he's like so they chill with us for like two hours and they were like we're gonna go get a hotel i was like why i'm like i got like five rooms here they were like yeah it was just kind of nasty seeing those girls here i was like fuck oh my god now you know i'm like it made me feel more like shit you know mm-hmm. my homeboy comes and he's like here man he's like here have like five. he gave me like five hundred dollars Cause he, he used to be my boss, so he's like, "Here, man, he's like, I still owe you some money." So here's like five hundred dollars more. I was like, "Motherfucker!" He's like, "Get yourself some better bitches." And I was like, "Man!" <laughs> so yeah, it was it was bad. I was I was one of my worst 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 holidays ever, man. Fucking, that sounds like rock bottom. It, that was like my rock bottom, dude. I was <laughs> I was actually hitting rock bottom at that moment because of my uh-huh. one of my exes. Uh, that's another topic, but I was hitting rock bottom, so I was just kind of, kind of settling just for whatever came through, right? Mm-hmm. I just didn't expect it. I had to pay for that whatever came through. Yeah. So it was pretty bad, and you know everything was closed because it was pandemic, so there was no strip bars, no, there was nothing to do, like nothing. Everything was closed. Tourist places were closed. So I was like, I just gotta settle for whatever fish comes. I, I want to say because you've lived in like Spanish-speaking countries, the fact that you speak English, you're like, oh my god. You know what? That's that's actually a good part of my risk too. You know, like you know, sometimes I'll be like, uh, when I meet up with girls, you know, like I'll fake a phone call, and I'll talk in English. What the fuck do you say? I'll be like, oh no, just in the contract, and I just just do it, just do it, and I'll get back to you later. I'm I'm doing something, and the girls will be like. They're like, what do you do? I gotta tell them what I actually do for a living. And they're like, oh my god! So then, sometimes they, I they hear <laughs> the English and it's like an instant penny dropper. Penny dropper for real. It is. Uh, that's that's a good risk when you're out when you're out. You know, in different countries, the English automatic. I, I were even just like knowing. I feel like if you only speak English, or if you live in a in a like. Or even like let's just say like you only speak English, but like you're into like Latinas, but you learn Spanish. That's like a risk for uh-huh, them, you know. Uh-huh, like, oh my uh-huh. god, you speak Spanish? Poquito. <laughs> like un poquito. Oh my god, you speak poquito. No, but the fact that you're fluent, they're like, oh my god. Yeah, and you know, sometimes I gotta take calls, you know, like from my customers mm-hmm. and from them, and they'll be like, they'll be like, whoa, like this motherfucker got bread, you know. So, so sometimes I feel like that's sometimes doing that move. It's not the best move, because then, then they think I got money like and, that. And then you're all fucking nonchalant about it, like, oh yeah, like I'm totally bilingual. Yeah, <laughs> and they're all and, casual. And they're, yeah, no, yeah, you know, I used to live in the states, lived there for eighteen years. I'd be like, wow, and then I got an LA tattoo on my neck. I'd be like, this girl, one girl, she's like, ¿Qué significa la? I'm like, this bitch. <laughs> and then she's like, I have family in the states. She's like, is that Louisiana? I'm like. 
Oh, my oh God. but that's because what it is. Louisiana is LA. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's not what my LA means. <laughs> I know. But she's like, did you live in Louisiana? I'm like, no, I lived in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. I, I don't know why people love LA. I don't know why, man. I mean, LA's I mean, cool. Again, but... It is cool. I love, I do love LA, but it's like, you think that cool? I hear better stories about Miami. I don't know. I heard Miami's. I mean, just Miami is just is more filled with more Latin American people, so it's more yeah. fun. Yeah, it's more of a party. We have we have a. I mean, yeah, they have a party, you know. And in in LA, we only have like Central American people, mm-hmm. Mexican, Salvadorian. Yeah, more, which is fun, yeah. but you know, it, you, they have there's more variety. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, oh, there used to be this one club in LA called. La Madre La Diosa? La Diosa, La Diosa, yeah. Oh man. I used to I went to La Diosa when it was like a small place, you know. Mm-hmm. And they used to have these Latin American nights. So we used to pretend we were from different countries and just get in. They're like, what country are you from? Colombia, Peru, and we went with a Christian. Christian was Argentinian, so he played all pretty well. Like, yeah, yeah, che. So you know, he will have his 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 Argentinian game, you know. But those man, going to La Diosa, that was fun, dude. You never made it to La Congara, the Congara. I think I went once, man. But I mean, I love that place. I think I we went, we went, I don't know why we ended up there. I don't I mean, we were going somewhere else and we ended up there, but we were already fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, we so were, you don't remember? I barely remember I love, things. honestly, like, for people who love to dance, I recommend the conga room because there's three different rooms, but the only thing I don't like about that place is that you're literally just existing in that place and you're sweating. Dude, you're not even dancing, you're just like, fucking yeah. sweating. Yeah, and you know, in La Diosa, you know, like they had like open hookup areas. Mm-hmm. So there was there was these places uh, that were open. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of air flowing in all the time. But dude, the women there were fucking gorgeous. Man, we every time we went there, we always left with someone good. You know, like we oh that's the thing though. In the States, I think I have better looking girls than I've had in some other countries. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So getting back to the to the whole stories, yeah, that's one of one of the stories, one of my worst stories ever. I think it was like that was my big no no. That's like it got yeah, me thinking. I, I was just gonna oh say, God. I was like, it sounded like you had to reflect. I did, dude. It's, it's like that fucking show. What's it called? That show you got me into? Insecure. Oh man, that show's fucking. Hilarious. Okay, if you have not watched Insecure on HBO, you gotta watch. You it. need to watch it. It's a good show. Okay, can you explain why you're Team Lawrence? Um, are you rooting for him? Are you rooting for them? Like, wh- I mean, for those who don't what what insecure is, I mean, okay. I got cheated on, and that's when my whole face started. You know, bitch, at fucking thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> for real, yeah. For I just real, want bro? you to get cheated on me, so I was like, "Fuck this bitch." So He's, I got I got into my that's when I started getting into my whole face. You know, I just started cheating on girls left and right. But you know, like I root for him because you know I I could relate to him. You know, and then after his whole thing, you know, after she cheated on him and everything, he he just moved on. He got into this whole face, like, and yeah. I was like, yo, I was like, I could relate to that. I'm like, I could definitely relate to that. I could, I'm like, that's like me. Sorry, God, that's like my story. Right. I feel like there's a lot of parts of Insecure that are very relatable. Like Issa, like I'm not saying I related her on the cheating part, but like her job and how she's very unhappy. I'm not saying I'm unhappy in my job, but working in education, like it, it's you do a lot because you're passionate for it, but you don't get compensated enough. I feel like, especially, and I love my, I love love my students, but fuck, like I don't get paid enough to deal with them sometimes. And yeah, so that's how I relate to Scare Bones. Honestly, it's just also a really, really funny fucking show. It's super hilarious. I think a lot of the things that happen on that show, um, I can relate to. Like, yeah, been there, done that. It's so real. That's why I love the show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but besides, okay, so who's your favorite character besides Lawrence? Oh, you like Chad? Which one says his friend? His friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I feel like I'm Chad sometimes with my friends. <laughs> you know, like. I gotta look around first. Um, you know, I got a couple of my friends. 
that sometimes we chill and then I'll be that one like, hey, let's go to Hobart. They'll be like, what? I'm like, let's go to Strip Club. They'll be like, nah. I'll be like, come on, let's go. <laughs> then somehow, somewhere, we just end up there and they're like, you're a fucking asshole. I'm like, yeah. But did you have fun though? I know. They're about to be like, you know, did you forget about what just happened? They'll be like, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. So I can be Chad sometimes, you know. I can be that one. But I feel like you could also be Derek when he's like becoming a dad right now, and he's like, dude, yeah, yeah. And you know what the thing is? I had a friend like that too. You know that that we were really good friends, and like we could have slept in the same bed and everything. Like nothing would have happened, you know. And then one day we just smashed. Wait, that's not Derek. Which one's Derek? Derek's married. Derek's married to Tiffany. Okay, wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Derek is okay. Derek is the tall one, right? No, you're talking about Dro. Yeah, I like him. Oh, okay. You're talking about Dro and yeah. Molly. Yeah. Do you know that that actor is actually Panamanian? No way. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And his brother is the baby daddy of Kiki Palmer. No. I know. I don't even know why I know so much. I know. Pop I, don't culture know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, Dro is Panamanian. That's interesting, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just like that show in general, but I can really relate to him more. Lawrence or Drew? Drew. I think I'll be. I think in life I'm Drew. <laughs> okay, so okay, I have a question. So, do you think that? Okay, let's talk about Drew. Do you think that it would benefit you, or like that you would be? I wouldn't say less of a hoe, but more um, more content being in an open relationship. That's a good question. Because I feel like as much as you're a hoe and yeah, you've cheated on girls, you're also very jealous. That's the thing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what I don't think toxic. I could. Uh, that's what makes you toxic. That's fucked up. You don't think you're toxic? Mm. I feel like half the girls that have been toxic to you, you've made them toxic because you cheat on them. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, no, I don't think I could, I could be in an open relationship. No. So, so uh, then you can't be like Dro. I like him though. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's still cool, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. Nah, I, I couldn't deal with fucking open relationships. That, that shit would fucking kill me. Why? I don't know. It's just a thought, of, you know. That's 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 the thing though. That's that's very selfish, you know. Like the thought of having your partner being with somebody else, but you doing it, not giving a fuck about it. That's you know. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. I don't know. I just, I just couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. At all. Period. That's. <laughs> let's leave it like that. I couldn't. Okay. Couldn't. Okay. That's my. Word. Okay. So who else is? Okay. I'm gonna be honest. My favorite character on Insecure is fucking Kelly. She's so funny. That bitch is fucking hilarious. <laughs> She's so funny. Oh my god. I said <laughs> the Coachella episode is my favorite. <laughs> they fucking taser her. She pisses herself. I don't want to go out this way. <laughs> don't remember, remember me different. <laughs> <laughs> Did I piss myself? <laughs> the next day, she's like, "Why smell like piss?" <laughs> oh man, that, that, those are good. That, those are fun. I mean, have you ever been to like a hardcore rave where you just don't remember anything? A hardcore rave, like a rave or like a, like a or like a party or like a fest or anything that like you just can't remember a shit. I went to a party once, and Mom knows this story. And if she, Mom, if you hear this, sorry, you know this story, but. I hadn't even turned 21 yet, but my friends that year were turning 21. So um, it was the summer going into my junior year of college. And I'm telling you, all my friends were turning 21, but I've, because my birthday's so late in the year, yeah. I've always been the fucking baby in my group. So um, what some of them would do to kind of compensate that the fact that I could, that I could still party with them even though they were turning 21, was that they would rent Airbnbs and we would all just party, right? <laughs> so there was this one time where we did that. The one time at bank. <laughs> <laughs> we did that. And I just, I don't even fucking know, dude. Like, I was just drinking everything handed to me. Jack and Coke, fucking tequila with margarita. Like, like a margarita. Fucking vodka with I don't know what. And then I had brought the margarita. So it was like one of those margarita mixes things, but it already brings like, it's already one of those main yeah, ones. Yeah. It already brings the liquor in it. But I had had it in the fridge, like in my fridge, because I didn't want to show up empty handed. 
I had, it was already opened, but I had another tequila bottle in my room, so I filled it up to the top with more stuff. Well, I actually filled it up with vodka, so it was vodka and tequila with the fucking wow. margarita mix. Oh, so, um, so like at this point, I'm telling you, I'm taking shots. I'm hand. I'm just drinking everything handed to me, and we get to what I brought. And between like four of us, we start just passing it around. And you know those things are huge. Yeah. So we start passing it around, and then like two people like they like give out. So then it's just me and like my friend. And we got fucked up, like fucked up, fucked up. Like we went upstairs. I'm not gonna say what happened upstairs, wow. but I went to the bathroom and I started profusely throwing up. Oh, I like, and the worst part, Joe, was You're that <laughs> the worst part was that I was wearing white shorts with like a black top, and I don't know how, but I ended up sitting on my throw up. And I just started blacking out, dude, like blacking, blacking out. And like at the time, my phone screen was fucked up because I, I think like previously I had dropped it on some water, so I wasn't even working. So my friend was trying to text my mom, being like, "Oh, like she's okay," but the fucking keyboard wasn't working. So even though she was sober, trying to text mom, the text looked like I, it was a drunk person texting, and so oh, I ended up being getting passed out in the fucking that same bathroom in the bathtub, and I just knocked out, like knocked out, knocked out, and then I woke up, like literally, like I had fucking revived from the fucking dead. I was like, <gasps> and I had no fucking, <laughs> I had no, I literally, Dude, I was like, I no, 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 wait, 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 I'm not even. Like, I wake up and I'm so scared because I'm like, I don't know what time it is. I don't know what my phone is. I don't even know who's still in the Airbnb. Like, I'm in the fucking bathroom. How did I end up in the bathroom? <laughs> and then um, I was like, I just, I don't know where I find my phone. I find my friend. I was like, I need to go the fuck home right now. Dude, mom was waiting for me at home. She was so pissed at me. Like, she didn't even want to make me breakfast. But she's like, I know you need to eat because your hangover sucks right now. And you're the other <laughs> I was like, dude. But yeah, no, I have, I have had one of those moments. Dude, I've had a lot, <laughs> a lot of those, and I've had really bad ones too. <laughs> All right, so one of one of one of my worst ones, one of my worst stories of reporting, doing things like that, like you just mentioned. All right, so I was working at this call center, right, and we used to work in an account that had sales, and we were the best team. Of December, so you know, besides the bonuses and everything, our supervisor threw a party at his house. So you know, he he bought this like cart of tacos and they made us tacos and we had fucking beer like crazy and alcohol. But that dude was a fucking party animal. So he just ended up grabbing random bottles and just pouring, you know, just pouring into your mouth. Right? He pretty much did the close your eyes and open your mouth. Yeah. So we're at his mom's house to, mm-hmm. to begin with, you know. His mom was cool and everything. She was very generous and everything. And at that time, I was with this one girl I used to really, really like, you know. And she used to down drinks. She like she was like standing next to me and we used to chug together, you know. So I was like, all right, cool. I got to outshine her, you know. So I don't even know how I ended up getting that fucked up. I mean, like super fucked up. Right? And I was like, bro, I'm like, can I use your bathroom? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. So I went into his bathroom, right? And I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, come on, man. I'm like slapping myself in the face. Like, ah, ah, you got this, nigga. <laughs> but you don't got it. But I didn't have it, man. I was like, okay. I got like, I got this. I'm like, all right, okay, okay. I felt like Kevin Hart at that moment. Like, all right, all right, all right, all right, okay, okay. I got it. And the next scene is like, <laughs> Throw up all over the mirror. <gasps> no, you like projectile through us. <laughs> projectile, and I'm talking about I'm in this like people's house that had a lot of money, not just random, like I, a, a random horror I, house. I wish they could see my face right now. Oh, dude, I just projectile, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I and somehow I don't know how I stop, and I'm like, and I'm looking at the sink. There's this fancy, super like. With this nice little countertop and everything, all full of puke and tacos and all that shit I had down, right? And I'm looking at myself in the mirror, like puke going down my my neck and my throat. I'm like, you got this, you got this. (laughs) 
again, bro. I pro I, I did the whole projectile thing two times. And I don't know how my friend heard, or what my boss, my supervisor heard. I think his mom told me. I think there's someone throwing up in there. He's like, hey bro, he's like, you good? You good? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. And I had this um I had this one dress shirt because it was like a little fancy dinner, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I had like this this dress shirt and I had an undershirt and it was a white shirt. So I, I, I remember taking out my dress shirt and the hanging queen. it on the back of the door, supposedly. That's, that's what I thought I was doing. And I took off my, my white shirt and I started cleaning the puke, bro. Did you put your dress shirt on the puke? <laughs> yeah, my dress shirt was in the puke the whole time. <laughs> so then, so then, um, at this whole time, I was doing this weird movement and I got dizzy again. I got lightheaded. <laughs> So I was like, oh, I'm like, I need to throw up again. So I was like, the toilet. I'm like, cool, the toilet. I'm like, the toilet was right next to me, man. I, I thought I could have reached it. I slipped, bro. I hit myself. And no. I hit myself in the toilet. And I started projectiling again into the shower. <laughs> now, the problem was that now I was full of puke. Like, my yeah. clothes, my shoes, my hair, everything, dude. I started crying. I feel so fucking embarrassed, bro. <laughs> Started fucking crying. So my supervisor comes in. This is funny as shit, bro. My supervisor comes in. He's like, it's all good, bro. It's all good. I got you. I got you. And I look up, and this motherfucker's wearing... And this, and this guy, he's wearing black trash bags. He had duct tape on his elbows, <laughs> duct tape on his on his ankles. He had, like like trash bags on his shoes motherfucker he, he looked like one of those covid people like, was just... no, no, i was gonna say he kind of he reminds me of one of those fucking from monsters inc yeah exactly dude i don't know how he lifted me up he lifted me up put me in the shower i sat down crying so what were you crying uh, about? I don't even know, bro, because I think because I made a mess, I guess. I don't know. So I was crying, bro. So finally, uh, you know, that girl, she got she got me sobered up a little bit. And my supervisor gave me some clothes and told me to get the fuck out. <laughs> so I got the fuck out. And then, yeah, you know, like, I had to get the clothes back. So, but I felt really embarrassed. So I was like, hey, bro, I'm like, how much do you want for that clothes? I'm like, I like those jeans and that shirt. I'm like, how much do you want for it? He's like, oh, give me this much. And I was like, all right, cool. But I didn't want to give him back the clothes because of the fact that it belonged to him. I just didn't want to give it to him because I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, we emailed back and forth about his clothes for like three days. And mm-hmm. I never I, I never faced him. Dude. So eventually I ended up going to another department. And in that department, we won like the January party. Mm-hmm. So it was Again, it was thing. like it was like a month apart, dude. So I had thought I'd learn my lesson, right? Mm. But this time it was with the account manager. So the account manager, he was from LA. Mm-hmm. So he was like a you know, like an ex-gangbanger, South Sider, you Wait, know. Was like, it the guy that we ran into one time in Shellac? No, nah, he was there. No, he's another uh. guy. So his name was Jose too. Uh. So He's like, yeah, bro. He's like, yeah, all this like gangster tatted. You know, he was he was just like an OG, right? So he was the account manager and he had the business credit card, right? So we go to this, so we go to this one restaurant where one of my ex-girlfriends, she ended up buying that restaurant. She was Colombian. Mm-hmm. And she gave me to try aguardiente for the first time there. So for you guys that don't know what aguardiente is, it's just a, a Colombian drink it's alcohol but it comes in in various colors all uh, right now we have a green bottle there's a blue bottle the red one is the worst this is just the most has the most alcohol right so this girl she brings out some models right because she's celebrating she bought the place we're celebrating our party mm-hmm. and she's like here have these for free she's like they just came from Columbia. i'm like cool you know and everybody's like oh she's still into you oh she likes you so i was trying to be cool in front of her right I just started taking shot after shot after shot after shot after shot. So we finished like eight bottles that she gave us. And then we ended up having beers and 
bunch of water creatures. Eight bottles of aguardiente. Of aguardiente. Bitch. And then, like, some bottles of whiskey and some other shit, man. We ended up taking shots of tequila. I think that's what fucked me up. I can't do tequila But the, th- the thing is that, you know, we in order to go to the next place that we were going to go to, I had to walk out because I had finished shift. So I had to walk out of that restaurant area and walk across the street to get into the parking lot, to the, to the call center's parking lot. Which was an open parking lot, and there was a lot of wind that day. So you know, I, I like I'm like 200, maybe 300 feet from the car, and that shit hits me. Like the wind just fucked me up. I was gonna say up. the wind hit you, yeah. or the drinks hit the you. The drinks hit me, man. <laughs> the, the drinks hit me. That shit got fucked up. So I'm like, shit. And everybody's getting into their cars, like follow us, follow us. I'm like, fuck, I'm like, I can't even open my car, man. I'm like, shit. <laughs> For real, bro? Yeah, so I found the bottle of, um, of, uh, what's it called, uh, ginger ale? Mm-hmm. So I drank that, I drank it, and I was like, all right, cool. So I put some water in my face, I'm like, right, I feel better, I feel better. And then we get to the next bar, right? And mm-hmm. let me remind you, I'm like, some people didn't drink aguardiente, so they were cool. I was, I was the only fucked up one at that moment, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm driving like this, dude, like, fucked up. It was very dangerous and unresponsible on my part. Yes. But either way, so we get to this place, right? And the account manager starts ordering drinks after drinks after drinks after drinks. Then there was karaoke, and I guess I sang. And you don't then, remember? I don't remember, dude. I, but I was so fucked up that I couldn't drive home so my account manager he's like hey let's go to a strip bar i'm like yeah i'm like yeah let's go let's go I'm like, let's go so we got like a couple more guys to go we had this suv so we're like, all right let's go and we were like in downtown guatemala that day and it was packed it was just a bunch of traffic dude it was hot in the car this guy didn't have no ac my window didn't fucking even work. You got even more drunk just sitting. I got fucked up just sitting there and smelling everybody's sweat. You know, it was just like nasty as fuck, you know? So eventually it got to the point where I was like, I need to throw up. It was like, no, nah, just hold it in, man. I'm like, no, nah, I need to throw up, man. He's like, hold it. I'm like, no, nah, man. So eventually I start having that need of throwing up. And I opened the door in the middle of traffic and just started going at it. Do like projecting like crazy, dude. dude you, you know what you sound like whenever you say projectile throwing up, yeah. like fucking scary movie, scary oh, movie two, the, the fucking yeah. Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. So, yeah, man. So, I mean, it was just the most embarrassing shit ever in front of my account manager. Dude, they never invited me to another party again, ever, because I, I used to get so fucked up and just. I, I, like word got around it, yeah word got around that i was just a like a, you couldn't uh, handle nothing couldn't handle yeah so people like yeah they invited me and shit but you know i just you know eventually parties somehow some way ended up sooner than i thought so you know i ended up always leaving early and then curious about it the next day like the party went on to like the next day people are still showing up fucked up and i'm like motherfuckers but the funny thing about this whole thing is that my account manager still went to the strip club and he went with everybody to the strip club, invited everybody to the strip club, and I stayed in the parking lot. In the car? In the car. <laughs> but since that door didn't fucking work, <gasps> no! I, I ended up throwing up in their car. <laughs> oh my God. He showed up in his car, all fucked up, and I took an Uber home. <laughs> oh my God. I had to pay for a car wash. The details. Yeah. Uh, eventually, I got I, I ended up getting sent to another account. I never heard from them again. Or I'm dead. They, they deleted me from Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> okay, I mean that's a little much. I mean, but still, I mean, they, everybody on front of me. I was like, I'm gonna fuck. I'll throw up on your car if I have to. <laughs> that was my. That was they my... should have. That was it. Where they fucked up was locking you in the car. I know they could have woken me up. But they thought they were gonna have. Agua they thought it was gonna be more of an embarrassing moment having me inside, you know, throwing up or anything. I'm dead. Yeah, so that was oh. one of my fucked up moments. That was probably my worst. <laughs> How old were you? Were you like my age? Dude, no, no I was like 24. No, I was 28, like 27, 28. Okay, okay so yeah. like my age. Yeah, it was like your age. Oh my god, I can't believe that. <laughs> 
Dude, okay, like, not gonna lie, like, when we went out, I fucking threw up in the bathroom. Oh I know God. you did. You're nasty. But, like, okay, this is what happened. So, I was on the toilet, and I needed to throw up. And I was, like, I'm gonna, I was, like, I, I'm gonna be able to hold it in. And I couldn't. Like, I literally was like this. Like, you're not looking. You're not looking. I literally was like, oh. Oh, my God. Trying to hold it in. <laughs> And then I was like, oh my god, I threw up in the bathroom. And like, dude, I don't know why, but the light wasn't working. Does the light not fucking no, work? No, the light works. It's just they have sensors, so it goes on and off. Oh, well, nobody told me that because I was in there using the wipes that are in the bathroom trying to, oh in the god. dark. Cause, and I didn't want to wake up mom because she was already mad that we went out drinking. And I did, and my phone was in the room, so I didn't have lights. So I was just trying to wing it. When you came back? <laughs> Did you say mom? Oh, over there you mean at the club? No, here. here. I know. I saw. I I went to the bathroom and I saw the sink and I was like, oh my god. I tried cleaning up the sink. I I, I ended up cleaning it up for you. I know. I I'm, I realized that you did. Thank you, brother. That was horrible. I was like, man, I'm gonna clean it for mom wakes up and whoops her ass. And she was still mad. She was mad as hell. You guys got home at four in the morning. No. I was like, what? She's like, what? Well, it's a waddle. I was like, what? I know. Mom excited. She was like, nothing is better than San Casajena. I was like, girl, what? <laughs> I was like, we literally got home at 1 30. What's a vergüenza? <laughs> Who's that bitch? Let me talk to that bitch. <laughs> Punch that bitch in the throat. <laughs> Who's that bitch? Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll end this here. I just want to say part one. I just want to say, brother, thank you for having me in Colombia. Haven't seen your brother in four years. You know, despite us not, you know, being very distanced mu- much of our lives, we're very close. Yeah. My bestie. Bestie. We're huskies. And speak for yourself. All right then. Don't join the whole party. <laughs> Don't join the whole club. <laughs> But I love you. Give me a hug. And thank you for being on my podcast and being the world's best bordo. The first of many podcasts because the next one should be fun. Er, <laughs> we're going to have a special guest. Oh, yeah. The one in June. The one in June. The one hopefully. in June. We'll, we'll leave a special guest for... For June. We'll leave, we'll, I'll leave little clues. But yeah. congrats, congrats on finishing your first podcast. You were a little nervous at first. Yeah, I just don't like talking about my whole life to the public. (laughs) It's not very private. (laughs) Anymore. All right. Well. Bye. Thank you, guys. Peace.